Okay. It's just having back and forth. Ha ha, I will be the king. The people will never accept you. Now, now we're getting a legit argument that he's uh, no good. Okay, here it comes. Okay. Here it comes. Did you think it was funny? Uh, I thought he was going to say, hey, I'm not short. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know that like, version? Or, yeah. You take the least You're, insulting uh, thing and get offended by it. Yeah. That was a Steve right. Allen Or if joke. you say... Oh, really? Steve Allen. Back in Steve hey. show, he used to do that, you lazy, rotten, blah, blah. You know, the guy would go, lazy. <laughs> okay, but well, as no, I was there. Like, you, I, I, the yeah. only scene I remembered was the balloon in the beginning, and then that part. Why do you hate me so? Because you're arrogant, selfish, reckless. He goes. Apart from all that, <laughs> I thought it was the funniest. You line. remembered that too. Yeah, yeah. You when I was watching it. this for the first time, I remembered the balloon, and then later. When it did that scene, I was like, oh, right. Right. I remember that. So that's funny. Because I do remember the, the opening scene and that it was Peter Sellers. Yeah. Hmm. Now, this is Antoinette. Oh, She's a former Bond girl. She worked with Peter Sellers on two films. She was in Doctor Who, um, but she, what I like her from is Space 1999 when I was a kid. Interesting. Oh, so this is an Elkie Summer. This one is not Elkie Summer, no. Um, Elkie Summer is the countess that uh, the best actor, you know, the wife of the best actor of this film. Yes, Barney Miller's wife. Right. Lamont's, Lamont's friend's wife. Lamont's, Lamont's friend's wife. wife. Yeah. Hey, there's Marlon Brando. He looks pretty good for the back then. No, that's a guy, um, that's a guy named uh, John Laurie, and he was, like, big on English television. I didn't research him because I never heard of any of those shows. So right now he goes... I have a sound mind, thanks to the grace of God. And he goes, knock wood. And then he knocks. And he goes, come in. Yeah. Uh-oh. This is me at the DMV. Did they call 20 yet? No? All right. They're, they're all waiting for jury duty. Don't call my group. Send my group home. Uh, group 217, you could stay, and group 18 leaves. Damn it. Ooh, I love a parade. Yeah, especially a coronation. Oh, this is a coronation, and that's the coronation street. 
I remember my British uh, soap operas. So he um, he told the archbishop that he had a case of laryngitis. Yeah. Oh, so he's not going to speak. Right, but he'll be very nervous about it. Uh, oh, right. Well, you know, the King's Speech is uh, a movie. The King's Speech is a movie. Yeah, I don't know why I said that, but it's true. Well, that guy had a lisp. Yeah, no, he had a stutter. He had a stutter, and he overcame it because uh, England was in war. Who was his teacher? Wasn't it the guy who played Peter Sellers in that HBO film? Jeffrey Rush, yeah. Or uh, did you ever see Mystery Men from like 1998, where he was like Baron von Frankenstein? No. Do you recommend it? Yeah, I do. Mystery it's, Men. Uh, it's good. Mystery Men. What it's, year you again? know, it's based on a graphic novel. I would say like seven, 98, 99, or like 96. Okay. Definitely a very uh, 90s feel. It's Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo, Hank Azaria, and uh, Kel, from Keenan and Kel. And they are just the worst superheroes ever in this town. And uh, Superman basically gets killed in the first 10 minutes, and they have to pick up the slack. Mm. So, it, you know, it's practically a genre now that they're making fun of uh, superheroes. But Was Pee Wee Herman in it? Yeah, he was. Okay, he I saw it. It was very fart. good. Yeah. And you know who's in it also is director Michael Bay, the Transformer movies. He's one of the fat boys. You know how there's gangs and there's like a fat boy gang? He's one of them. I heard a rumor that the, the director, I think that was his only movie. He was kind of like a commercial director. Uh-huh. And the, it was produced by Tim Burton, and there was a big rumor that Tim Burton actually directed the movie. Oh. And that the director of Mystery Men was a, a alias. But it's not true. I mean. So now the Peter, okay, so the brother sees the king, and he's like, what the fuck? He's in a prison in Zenda. What the hell? Right. Now he's doing the, he isn't playing up his laryngitis. He's just not answering. The guy's like, crown him. And now we have the worst joke of the film. Ah, the crowning achievement. Well, he's going to drop his ball. Uh Uh-huh. They're saying. I'm laughing already. So they say God saved the king, but not the best actor. He's going. Oh, was he sitting next to? Was he standing next to Elkie in there? Was Elkie here at the coronation? Yes. So yeah, and that Jeffrey Rush movie, he's like screaming at Elkie. Elkie's holding his their daughter on the set of the of the Bobo, and he's just like yelling at her. Now, this is Lynn Frederick. She is the widow of Peter Sellers. A widow? Like, so he was, she was the first wife, or? 
Well, no. If you're the first wife, you're not married anymore, and you're not a widow. She was oh, the last wife. Right. Gotcha. Right, because he, Elkie and him, that was a pretty crazy relationship, and that, that dissolved. Yeah, it did. Now, he won't get in yeah, line to, doctor. like, greet the king. He's like, huh! This guy, <laughs> man. Huh. I'm surprised he even, like, is there. I mean, the guy macked on his wife. Well, he's a count. Basically, okay, here comes the worst joke ever. Ready? All right, worst ready. joke of the Oh, film. no, I see it. I, I see it. No, I see it. I see it. I know what's going to happen. He's going to bowl, right? He's going to get a strike. Hey! <laughs> I am great. I Call think me you might have seen this film. I predicted it. No, I predicted it. I saw it go down Coronation Street. Parading oh. down Coronation Street. Well, you are a sensei, sir. I thank you. Now, at one point, does he, uh, Peter Sellers dresses up as his sister and goes on a date with Al Pacino? That was an interesting film. I hated that film and loved it at the same time, Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill, yeah, well, didn't you hate the fake commercial that was actual commercial at the end of the yes. movie? Now, this is it Eric, like, and his name is Grand Stark, and he was in all the Pink Panther movies. Right, yeah. Delivery? Yes, sir, delivery. <laughs> Wasn't he in, uh, so like, a Mel Brooks movie or two? He, uh, I don't think so. So, yeah. uh, no, but I mean, he played, he was a regular supporting character on TV with Peter Sellers in the show called Fred and Son of Fred, and Benny Hill was on that show. But oh, right. he has the best line of the Pink Panther. He's that one, like, does your dog bite? No. He gets bit. No. He goes, that is not my dog. Yeah, that's great. I love that. That's probably the only joke that holds up in the Pink Panther. What's weird is he was in seven Pink Panther movies, and, you know, Peter Sellers was only in six. Oh, right. Oh, well, yeah. Like, I've always talked about the last the last few Pink Panther movies without Peter Sellers. They used old outtakes, and they probably hired that guy to come in and do, like, intersexual sketches in between the footage. Yes. I... I well, Inspector Clouseau, well, I remember him back when I was at the Avery. Right. Just down by the Conservatory of Flowers. When suddenly, ooh. So that was He's 1982, the, the Trail of the Pink Panther. It used the outtakes and yeah. previously released footage of late sellers. But then that was the, the search, you said, and then there was the trail. The trip, Pink Panther was, was the one you're talking about with the the um, the outtakes and such. And I think the trail didn't yeah. have. I mean, um, I don't know. There were so many, and they shouldn't have continued that series, but they did. Well, I you know again, like it all kind of blurs. It was one where there was a, a bumbling American detective, and they used footage yeah. of outtakes. And then there was one where I think Herbert Loom, his twitching uh, police chief, 
uh, is trying to escape Clouseau, but thanks to the miracle of outtakes, he keeps bumping into him or remembering him. Thank you, outtakes. And then there was a sudden. Yeah, there was a lot of outtakes. Lake Edwards, a lot of coverage. What a gentleman. He, his eyes never wavered. Now here he is again with his true wife. Listen, she was hated by the way. He's hated? Yeah, this is her final film, and she was hated. Um, Okay, um, where is it? Like, for instance, we were talking about that Peter Sellers film made by, for HBO. They wrote her out of the thing. Yeah, because I don't remember her. He was like a, a solitary man in his, uh, like, Icelandic cabin or whatever, Switzerland ca- cabin. Now, in that book, it was based, The Life and Death of Peter Sellers was a 2004 book, and the author, Roger Lewis, claimed that there is yet, he is yet to find, he did a lot of interviews, He's yet to find a single person to say a good thing about Lynn. Whoa. She is an avaricious, cunning man-eater. And in 1995, a year after her death, she was excluded from the 67th Academy Awards in memorandum, even though she won two Oscars. Well, she, no, she was nominated. You know what, honestly, they skip like actors all the time. I'm so pissed off that Brad Renfro did not get into the in memoriam. So, you know, it could have been the, it might have not been bitterness. It might have just been incompetence. Well, I'm going to have to research more about her. She was a perfect match for Peter Sellers because she loved to argue. Uh, she was hated. Yeah. Um, check this out. April 27th, 1994, she was in her she was 39 years old. She died. She was found dead in her West Los Angeles home, and a post-mortem, post-mortem failed to determine yes. the cause of her death. How was that possible? So she was 30-something when she passed away uh, in 96? Uh, 39 in 1994. Okay, so this movie is 70, they must have shot in 77, 78. Yeah. But she's young. She doesn't, she doesn't come across as, like, young, young. No. Well, okay. maybe she does. Yeah. I guess it's, I was going to say the stuffy clothes, but she does kind of, her youthful and elegance. I'm in love with this woman. I don't know what, why you naysayers, how dare you? Now, I'm she gonna go, uh, take this role. She felt it was too minor for her. And she was fighting with her husband, and the therapist said they should not work together. And that's when she said, well, then I will. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I know those arguments. And Elkie's in it, too, is his, his other wife. Listen, check this out. She was campaigning for other roles, such as... Maggie Cleary in The Thornbirds, Cosette in Les Miserables, and Annie Sullivan in The Miracle Worker, and none of the people wanted to work with her. She was rejected. 
Even Helen Keller is like, no way. <laughs> uh-uh. Zip. What was the other role? So she was going to be Helen Keller's tutor. No, thank you. Mother Teresa, got a pass. <laughs> yeah. Adam Curie. Ooh. So she was a fashion model. Um, you know, she, her, she had a 10-year career, essentially. She was in 30 film appearances and television appearances. Peter Sellers died, and then she did. Wow. Well, she lived 14 years after, but still. Okay, so now the but brothers was... come up and go, you're not the king. He wants to have a fight with them. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. I have a real king in my basement. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've had that conversation. Really? You can't be king of the country. How do you say that? I have you in my basement. That old saw. <laughs> Huh. So we know how the driver got the job. He he went up to the royals and said, "King me." Bingo. Okay, so here's more treachery. They're rigging the ele elevator, so he'll die. Now we missed a point of the oh, plot. Right. Uh, the princess Flavia, uh, his wife was saying, remember the time we did this? And remember when we were children and do that? And the, the you know, Sid was going, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he goes, well, I know you're not the king because we've never met. And he, she sort of tricked him. Gotcha. So at this coronation, like the crowd, the clergy, everyone believes he's the king, but everybody knows him personally. They're catching on. Right. Well, I mean, it's not a, oh. Averted death again. Next. Fifth floor, lingerie. Fourth floor, uh, circus. Uh, second floor. Third floor. Second floor. Diesel. Maybelline. Okay, so <laughs> Sid has had enough. He is quitting. He is he is going oh. to escape. They saw the note. They're like, who's Cindy? <laughs> right. Look at that ridiculous Swiss Alps getup. The whole getups are pretty weird. I mean, I can't. This is supposed to take place what in the nineteen twenties? I don't know 1990s? the answer. Uh, I don't think so because okay, so they're all doing sword play, but meanwhile they've got guns, and the guns aren't like muskets. So that X's out the seventeen hundreds. So. I'm not sure. Is it the eight, late 1800s? Maybe. I mean, they have elevators. Yeah, um, yeah elevators back then. Dumb waiters. Uh, I, you might be right. I think that the elevator showed up in the 1800s, right? Because they started yeah. building yeah, got... buildings tall. I don't trust this dog. St. Bernard, the patron saint of dogs. Oh, they're very helpful. Yeah, right. Where's your easily lead the dog? Well, thanks to this program, I no longer drink. 
Hollywood dog that doesn't drink. <laughs> oh, so that's Mrs. Sellers right there. No, no. That's the, Mrs. Sellers is the betrothed wife to the king. This is the countess again. Ah, you got to see the swing. I like Elsie Summer a lot. She's great. So really she, was, um, she was like on vacation in Italy as a like a, a, a teenager in 58. And this film director saw her and just started putting her in movies. And she yeah. also posed for Playboy in 64 and 67. Nice. Way to go, Hugh. Uh, way to go, Hefner. She's a German, really, and she changed her name uh, from Schletz to Summer because it was hard for English people to pronounce, quite frankly. Gotcha. So I saw What's New Pussycat, which is Peter Sellers and uh, Woody Allen, you know, right. back when they were kind of ubiquitous in the 60s. And there's like a scene where... I think it was that movie, or no, maybe I think it was Bobo, but I think like Woody Allen parachutes and lands in a car, uh, a two-seater driven by Elkie Summer. Oh, interesting. That was her role. Like she just happened to be driving by. Should I see What's New Pussycat? Nah, you know what? I saw that like in the 80s, and then I saw it like three years ago, and I'm all right, you know. It's, uh, it's, it's, do you like like Woody Allen, sixties Woody Allen? Where you know I'm on every TV show and uh, a nightclub, and I got a record, and I got books, and I, I uh, I'm young, and I you know because he did What's New Pussycat, and they used the song, and then Woody Allen's first movie, he took a, a Japanese spy movie and he dubbed it, and he called it What's New Tiger Lily. Oh yeah, right, like right, right. The thing is, I probably like saw Tiger What's New Pussycat, and it just didn't impress me. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. it or something. Okay, so let's let's go through the, the Peter Sellers movies. Have you seen this, The Private Life of Henry Orient, where he's like a, a piano player who these two girls chase after him? I guess no. Have you seen I Love You, Alice B. Tokus? Yeah, yeah. Where, that was good. Yeah. Uh, the Bobo, where he becomes the Blue Matador. No. The Party, where he's uh, he wears brown face and he's an Indian extra, uh, like Edwards movie. Uh, I remember not liking it. Yeah. Well, it's silly. It ends with hippies and an elephant. You know, talking about peace. Okay. By the way. Uh, the Count has come in, the best actor of this film. He's trying to make up yeah. with his wife, but that's really Peter Sellers hiding under there. And he's like, I am so sorry. You are so great. I love your lips, your uh, your thighs. And he goes, your boots? <laughs> your your balls. Here he goes. So we, which Peter Sellers is under there? Is yeah. Top bill Peter Sellers or second bill Peter Sellers? It's... You can't ask that question. The the King Peter Sellers is in prison, right? This right. is the King. This is the fake King 
in the palace. He's just been coronated, and he's now trying to escape. Huh. So he doesn't think it's weird that his wife is wearing boots. He's like, oh, you're naughty. Check this out now. He is underrated this actor. I and I don't think he he his I don't think he did a good job on Barney Miller or Sanford and Son because it didn't challenge him. He just had to be like, I'm a poor Hispanic person. It was almost a stereotype. Not quite, but almost. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Barney Miller, there was a little more nuance to the characters. They, yes, they let, they let you're the right. They kind of breathe. So, they, they, so any kind of stereotype that they that television... Now, watch what his wife up, does. They, watch what his wife does. Oh, no. Isn't that awful? He was kissing the food. Well, fortunately, the hayride was going by. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And Elkie thinks that's Must hilarious. Yeah, right. He could have killed the guy. Broke his neck. He was kissing a man's boot in bed, right? No. He's like, let me direct, change it to something more comfortable. And she took off the corset and she put on her negligee. Maybe she went to the outhouse. And by the time she got out there, the guy was kissing some good dude's boot. No. Okay. Now the Count, you know he's super jealous. So he's going to a gunsmith to get a bomb. A boom? A boom? What? Yes, I know what they said. <laughs> All right. Well, I got plenty of bombs here. I have the party. I That's have the penis plot of Dr. Fumad, too. That was, that was a bomb. bomb. Big Panther Strikes Back. The one time I used to go to uh, an open mic on 7th Street, and um, it was a Laughing Buddha open mic. And then I used to go there all the time. And then there was a building collapse on 7th Street, right? So I go for an open mic, and I was like, right. it's pretty scary about the building collapse down the street. And everyone in the audience was like, yes, uh-huh. And I said, but I think we're pretty safe with the structural integrity of this building. I mean, people bomb up here every night. Yeah, it's good to know. You go there during the, the big Look one drop. suit suit. Or your ex. Oh, it's late. That's the thing, like, can't tell. I think it might be 20th century. Maybe you're right. Okay, now what's happening yeah. is my favorite actor, the Count, is going to switch a croquet ball for a bomb croquet ball, and we get the tension of, no, no, Peter, don't hit it, it's going to blow up. Right. Now what's happening here is the not king, the, the princess is falling in love with the not king. Huh. Well, I tried to turn it up for their, their like, their conversation. dating chit chat. We got that wacky music. Yeah. 
I'd rather listen to the crazy wacky music in the background. That's so fun. It's lighthearted. We need a soundtrack. Yesterday. Yes, sir. On it. This is Henry Mancini, dude. It's not like cheap. I mean, there's some quality. Yeah, you're right. And also, if you got some silly song like this, he was doing his job. Okay. This is the Count's chance. All right. And he has switched the croquet balls. He did such a bad job while the coyote is shaking his head. You call that a bomb? <laughs> that isn't even I, from Acme. You got that from some guy in a dungeon? Yeah, that's the thing. So the meanwhile, the real king is in the the, the brothers. Yeah, Castle, in the prison. Don't they know that? No. Yeah, but it's like, no. They okay. don't. So they're just playing croquette. They don't know where the king went? They don't give a shit? It's not they're that worried. they don't give a shit. It's that they don't know. The king has disappeared. Hmm. Now, you see, he was about That's to it. hit the croquet, and then he got called away. Look at that silly hat. Oh, no, that's a great hat. Like, if you need a scarf, you just stick your hand. Like, they didn't have tissues back then, so, you know, you yeah, had to keep it on top just... of your head. Okay, here it goes. He's going to do it. He's going to be the thing. Better scrunch my eyes and cover my ears. Oh. You're strolling the garden. Alright. Okay. First time princess has ever asked me to go for a walk. <laughs> I love his cockney. It's just Yeah, it's pretty good. It cuts yeah. through all the shit. This is the only film that he made with his wife. Um and she has executive producer why do you uh oh that's yeah because she's not in it oh down for yeah the count. up for the count up for the count now down for the count now look he's stuck in a tree oh it's comedic crazy crazy this little music. stars going around He's a one chirping bird, ah, 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 ah. two okay, chirping this birds. You, this ah, is ah, what, oh, the count, I get it, the count. Now, this is what you paid money yeah, to see. Kind of, this is the king. Yeah, I know. I've been waiting an hour for the real, for the real Peter Sellers. Like, I'm glad Peter Sellers is co-starring in this, but I didn't pay money to see co-star Peter Sellers. Yeah, right. You wanted to see Peter Sellers. And, you know, we can't talk about Peter Sellers without bringing up his Prodigy, Mike Myers. Mike Myers is such a weak. Mike Myers, who kind of gets into character, and he's done his own brown face with the love guru. He always cites Peter Sellers. The story that Mike Myers would always say is that when his father passed away, he was really sad, but his father loved Peter Sellers. Ah. So when he does Peter Sellers, it's an homage to his father, which I don't know. I mean, you might. That's a nice sentiment, but. I take it with a little bit of grain of salt. I don't, yeah. but Mike Myers does commit. Like he's not 
maybe he's a nicer guy than Peter Sellers. Maybe he's not on that level. I mean, I'm sure, like, he, I've, I've read about, like, yeah. He gave him a ring to prove. Okay. You see, he just, like, I'll offer you untold wealth, and he just talked up this ring. It was stolen in 1584 from the such and such, and he dropped it down the drain. And he goes, you got anything else? <laughs> That's a good joke. Mike Myers really did a good job with the Austin Powers films. I thought the movie in which he played the Indian was really bad. Yeah, there was a, it was way too many, like, dick jokes. And, well, the character itself, like, I would have loved to see, like, a film called The Love uh, Cowboy, mm-hmm. where they pretend, people pretend they're, they're white, you know, like they're white American, white Canadian, I guess, for his case. Uh, but, yeah, it was, the caricature was just bad. Yeah, and the universe he created was bad, and it was all just like scatological dick jokes, like dick puns. Did that you know? film sink his career? Because he sort of went away after that. Yeah, he did kind of go away after that. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, like the guy, man is a monster when it comes to films because he had how many franchises he created, right? Wayne's World—that's billions of dollars right there. Mm-hmm. The, the Austin Powers. Yeah. So by you know to say like oh here's my character I'm Love Guru and Paramount's like yeah let's do it we'll make a logo and we'll put your face in there and people will just go see your character. We'll get Heather and, Graham. Uh, yeah. Oh no, was Heather Graham in that one? I thought oh, that was yeah. like Jessica. Oh, she was in that one. Well, Heather Graham was the one who really understood love and sex, and um, Michael. Michael uh, Moore's character, uh, no, uh, excuse me, uh, Moore. from the Hollywood, from the Halloween films, Michael Myers. Yeah. He he was Michael Myers just pretending, and so she schooled him. Uh, it was the only redeeming aspect of the film I felt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about Austin Powers or Love Love Guru? Love Guru. There was some, like, Ben Kingsley. Oh, Sir Ben Kingsley, right? Who got the name for his performance of Gandhi, as Gandhi right. in the 80s. Comes back as, like, this Indian guru that just, like, I don't even know what he was thinking. I know what he was thinking, and he delivered what he needed to do, but, you know, that movie is weird. I mean, if it was on YouTube, we would cover it, but you could go to any bad movie podcast, and they've covered Love Guru. You know, they... Yeah. Uh, how did this got made? Had like cast members talk about their experience. So, okay, yeah, so here's bad. what's yeah, happening. Is, yeah. Okay, here's what's happening oh, now. Oh, here's the Peter Sellers world. Yeah. What? 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 Go ahead. Uh, okay, so here's what's, what's happening? happening now. The the countess sent a letter saying, "Come meet me at the windmill." But everybody knows it's got to be a trap for him to get killed, okay? So what he's doing now is he's agreed to go and take the risk so that they can try to get back to the original king. So he's saying goodbye to the princess who's fallen in love with him. Right. 
Cyrus. So they are they have essentially fallen in love and, let, and although they never say love um and this is the the goodbye and it hurts her Is this the end? We'll see her at the end of the movie, right? Oh, they're well, going to get back together. That's not the real king. We're setting up for the goodbye, but it doesn't become goodbye. He doesn't die, so. Oh, right. I'm not going to lie. My computer crashed on me, but I'm waiting for it to boot. So keep the movie going. It's all right. You're going to lead us, Carl. All right, I'll tell you where we're at when you ask me the question. Sure, as soon as my computer stops buffering and puts the movie back on, I'm in the game. All right. So, the so Peter's there's the windmill, uh, and it's really beautiful landscape, this Austria, you know. And um, Peter Sellers is showing up with the King's Guard who will protect him. It's really Fritz and the general. Right. Now, what they're going to do is they're going to work out a signal. When you want us to come in, you got to hoot like an owl. And so he's like, he can't get it. He can't learn. Peter Sellers can't learn how to hoot. So he suggests a chicken. Why don't I bark, bark like a chicken? And they all go, very well. <laughs> so then on the other side, uh, the countess is with the, the brothers, you know, with the ex- ex uh, princes and they're saying we need a signal and of course they choose a owl you know because there's owls all over the forest you know hoo 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 oh yeah but the countess can't do it owl. and so she goes how about a chicken and they're like very well so th so the joke is they've got the same signals you know when it's time it, it's it, you know when it's time to spring the trap when it's time for them to come in and defend the the fake king, they're going to get their signals crossed because it's the same signal. And may I ask you uh, where you are in the film? Where um, am I? Right now, yeah. I'm at one sixteen fifty six. So if you put yourself at like one twenty or something, I'll count you up, or wherever you want. I'm at one seventeen okay. now. Okay, can you tell me when you're at 117.22? Yes, that's coming right up. Great. I'm back in the game. <laughs> uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, yes. 17, that, 18, 16? 19, yes. 20, okay. 21, 22. Uh -huh. I'm back in. Are they Yeah, they're shaking hands. Okay, you're back. They're shaking hands. Yeah. Patting him on the back. It's all, it's all pre-pandemic fun. He's a good man, he is. I'm going to Don't London, forget, I am. It's a chicken now. It's a chicken. You got to be careful in the woods back then. Adam Ant will show up. Stand the deliver. Deliver. Uh, your money or your life. <laughs> no, get and deliver. Oh, we're all fans of Ant Music. Ant Music. Oh, cool. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, tap, tap. 
Try another flavor. Nobody gets don't it. Don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? What do you do? Oh, sudden innuendos follows. There must be something inside. Nobody gets that. Yeah, inside, inside her. <laughs> Woohoo! Like it's a char- it's a charming song until he says there must be something inside her. Well, she okay, does. I had that forty-five, and it said there must be okay. something inside he's hiding. Don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? There must be something inside he's hiding. But he didn't sing that, did he? No, he said something inside. And he stopped, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's that accident of his, or maybe he gulped the last word. It's still a pretty base innuendo. Yes. You know, it's a charming song. It implies that maybe she gets, maybe she has sex, and then there must be something inside. It's like, well, what was the point of that song? Like, it was such a beautiful song. <laughs> something up her cooch. Oh, well. Okay. Yeah. So now we find out that she wants the king sprung, okay? And they're, you know, she tells him where he's high, he's being held prisoner. And he goes, Peter Seller goes, oh, we thought this was a trap. He goes, no, it is a trap. Now he's seeing the chicken and see, they both... And then he goes, the he did it. She's, he's doing an owl now, but really it's the bad guys. Wow. And this is straight, torn straight from the novel. Well, no. Uh, the novel was called by Anthony Hope, published in 1894. Uh, and it's an adventure novel. It wasn't a comedy, of course, and this is very loosely adapted. This also has echoes of, like, The Man in the Iron Mask and Prince and the Pauper. Sure. It isn't really the guy's yeah. book. Yeah, the Prince and the Pauper stuff kind of sticks out, because I would expect, like, more Man in the Iron Mask calamity. Like, maybe have a musketeer show up. Yeah. What was it? Do you remember those movies, The Fourth Musketeer and The Fifth Musketeer, and they both came out at the same time, basically? There was a Fifth Musketeer? Like, yeah, it was a Richard Donner movie, and it was like Michael York. It was uh-huh. the 70s, very 70s. And it was called like The Fourth Musketeer. And when they finished it, they just shot another sequel, like just almost immediately, and they released it six months later called like another uh, this Musketeer or something like that. So, I'm more of a Mars guy. <laughs> at one time in my life, I don't know, 15, 16, 17, I just decided that I should read a bunch of classic books so I'm not ignorant. And that was one of them, The Three Musketeers. The Three Musketeers really were four musketeers, and one of them died, and they were uh, the three, the remaining three were avenging. Um, oh. Yeah, there were always four musketeers, and one of them was killed, and they avenged his life. They made a pact. That's Dyson's motto. All for one and one for one for all. all. That's right. That included the dead guy. Yeah. Oh, right. Now look who's up on the windmill. Don Quixote. It's hilarity. No, it's Peter. Yeah. Which sellers is that? Is it the king? No, no. The king, Michael, is in prison. I lost. 
and Zenda. Just can't. I just wanted to see Peter Sellers as a king. I just the fact that he I have to watch it's baited ripped twist, off, man. ripped off. Yeah. Look at that <laughs> shot. Wow. I w I'm gonna go back fifty years and uh, ask for my money back. And they won't give it to me. They say, Sorry, no refunds on this one. Yeah, right. I and you wanna be paid in today's dollars. Yeah, right. How many barrels of hay are is in this fucking country? Yeah. It's their economy. <laughs> Three hay rides, hay rides, five doopus. Right. So you guys grow hay for your horses? No, it's for the it's the, the tourist industry. Hay rides. Yeah. Three hay rides. Bonk. Complimentary tickets to the apple bottle. Oh. Took him a second. These guys are doing some Thompson twins shenanigans. Now he's he's holding her prisoner, but it's kind of a joke, you know, because she's supposed to be on his side, and then she bites him. I don't know. This is hilarity, and it's supposed to be it's funnier with the sound on. Okay. All right, but would this be something a kid would remember if they saw this movie years ago? No, but they would remember that one joke and the balloon. Yeah, and the balloon, of course. Now look, Peter's uh, Sid are not the real king, bonked the driver on the head, and now he's pretending to be their driver, making an escape back to Zenda. So he's undercover right now. Oh, so he's no longer pretending to be the king. He's pretending to be... A cab driver, which is what he really is. Right. He's infiltrating is what he's doing. He's getting into Zenda. Oh. So he goes, no you want to go to Zenda? I'll send you there. He did not say that, Carl. No, you just made a joke. <laughs> I said it. Okay, so he's now in the gates. Now he's got to deliver the bad news to the ex-prince. Sorry we fucked up. He got away. We didn't kill him. Oh, no. I call for a duel. Sorry, you got some dandruff there on your neck. <laughs> oh, what's that ring around the collar? Or what? <laughs> Sorry, I pointed it out with my knife. He doesn't recognize this guy? That filthy ring. He recognizes the eyes. Right, because he just happens to be the brother. So now he's in prison with, with the true king. That's who you've been waiting for. Yeah, I've been waiting. He hasn't left the same. He's thinking he's jerking off about Elkie Summer before. Oh, it must time. be a bit of a bother walking around the spit. Now, this is a kind of funny bit. He's sort of like a salesman bragging about his torture device, and he's now demonstrating it for them. But you see, he's getting himself into the contraption to demonstrate. Uh, oh, how can you fuck? What a newbie. 
This bit goes down in your face, you see. Right up your nose, it does. Is this the last of him, then? He goes, you put this on your tongue and you twist it. It's a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> oh, oh gallows humor. Whoops. Oh. Telling you, rookie move. Stuck. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, that was the easy way to distract him. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're going to get the sort of revealing the plot, you know, like... So he's sort of saying, what's his plot? We've seen this in a lot of films before. Oh, right. This oh, guy is named Jeremy this, uh... Kemp. He was an English actor, and I hardly looked him up because I don't understand. It says, he was known for his significant roles in the miniseries The Winds of War. We know that. Okay. And War and Remembrance. Yeah. But then there's like sequel. lots of other stuff, like the Blue Max and the TV series Z Cars. I don't know any of this stuff. Wait a minute. Wasn't Blue Max a children's show in England? I, well, this was all English TV, so maybe. Like it, it's like a kind of like an electric company, maybe maybe younger. I don't even know. Now Antoinette, the wife here, the former Bond girl, the Space nineteen ninety nine. She's turning on her husband with the gun, and he, she sprung them both, as she told Peter Sellers she would. Yeah. All right. Stand and deliver. And now the ex-prince oh, is talking like, I love you, you're the best in the world, you know, and he takes the gun and a la Goodfellows flips it on her. Right. There's my favorite actor. Oh, he's still in this movie. Thank God. Oh, no. So now he's released and he can go after uh, both Peter Sellers. But the thing is, the King's Guard are coming. They're coming to Zenda now that they know um, where the king, the real king is. So we're going to have a showdown. Huh. Good. Yeah. Exciting. Only twenty. You can tell I'm like waiting for this movie to end at this point. How come, Mike? Because I I think it exhausted everything. I mean, I guess we we still need to get these boys out of there. And uh, well, that's our third opinion, act. But... That's our third act. We're we're racing towards the conclusion here. 
Yeah. But there's 13 minutes left, 12 minutes left. Uh, you can make it. Try to pretend you care. The audience uh, is listening. Oh, well, for the sake of the show, I'll pretend I care. Thank Absolutely. you, Mike. That's a little secret idea. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, too, Carl. You saw this movie three times. You took copious notes about the yeah. location and the people. and We need to do the, the switcheroo and... again. All right. Hey, Carl, I'm fine. Uh, as, you, as our listeners know, we will announce our movie next week. But, Carl, I would say you should take the movie after that. So should I pick another Ernest and really torture you? <laughs> You're right. You picked your first movie. You picked was Ernest goes to uh, Ernest saves no, Christmas. Saves Christmas. The worst yeah, film ever. That's awful. Listen, I was thinking. You know, it's a Wonderful Life. Is a um, uh, public domain. Uh, yes, and it's on YouTube. Maybe for your Christmas show, you could take a different tact this year. So we can still find every Christmas we uh, play trailers and movies that premiered on Christmas Day. Yeah, uh, it's a good a theatrical theme. releasing. We've done it for four years, and you know you're telling me before Christmas has even occurred that we can't find another forty minutes worth of trailers of, of movies. Well, I know, but that's Christmas. what I'm. Are thinking? we all out of movies? I think you've exhausted your content because we don't get but one extra year. Okay, so now the cad who's been doing now the cad who's been doing all the work for the ex prince sees the king's guard, and so he's like, "I'm going to switch sides. Let me help you escape." Yeah. Where is Rudolph? Notify the king, Englishman. My extreme pleasure to dispense with Michael. So now. Now he's going to go against the ex-prince. He's basically fl he's an opportunist. He's, he's changed sides now. That's so great. Who is this guy again? He is another brother. Uh -oh. He is a, a like third in line. And he's just a playboy who laughs at everything. And I didn't even look him up. Um... Yeah, no, I just didn't follow why he was there. Well, okay, he, he led was... that ambush. Um, he, he's been doing all of the ex-prince's dirty work. Right, in conjunction working with the, the ex-prince. Right, and now he's flipping sides because he can see which side's going to win. And they're brothers, so he doesn't mind killing his brother. That's right. That's oh, his low this... character. And there's a dartboard hanging around. Well, it's there's a castle. dartboard. Oh, right. <laughs> now look, yeah, my favorite actor is trying to kill him on his own, so he's swimming across the moat in his pajamas. Right. This is good swordplay. So you watch all these movies and it's yeah. excellent swordplay, right? But then you watch like fencing on the Olympics. <laughs> it's nothing right. like this. Oh well, I mean, there's this whole. Oh, his head didn't come off. And there's it a, was a, um, a two pronged fork. 
Right. Yeah, but usually you throw them at people's necks to, to decapitate their their heads, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. like... That's why I always do it. It seems... Yeah, I mean, that's what Aquaman would do. He'd throw his trident and, like, knock off a head or two. I guess he had a trident of three, so you would have... You would split the skull. So, Monty Python's Life of Brian, it looked like the film was going to be canceled, so John Cleese... Yeah. What agreed to be the lead role? Oh, uh, does a prisoner is on this? Yes, that's right. He was going to play Peter Sellers' part for a short time. And this movie reeks of like a a, a star vehicle. Like it always feels like they added the brother element, so he had the opportunity to play two people. Do you think like John Cleese would play two people? Ooh, Donkey yes, Kong. John Cleese would. That's all over the novel and the other movies. No, John Cleese would have played the brothers. Would have played two people. Interesting. That's the Donkey Kong theme after he threw barrels on the head. Now we have my favorite actor confronting the real yeah. king. Good. So come up in. The basketball of deplorable. Right. His pajamas look, uh, no, no, that's his pajamas. <laughs> Listen, here's what I'll tell you, Barney Miller looks good. Yeah. For the first time he's seen, there's two of them. Now he's going to kick them in the balls like he did the first encounter. Huh. So this is what a jerk Peter Sellers was during the film, okay? During the scene involving a steam engine and carriages, he refused to stay on the set due to the steam engine being the color of green. So to appease Sellers... The film crew repainted the entire engine the color of blue, and after they were done, they painted it back to its original color so they could return it. For this stupid movie? Yeah. God, what a waste. It's not like they're making Casablanca or Night in Casablanca. They're just Night in Casablanca, right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The classics. What? That film. Show it up. Was oh, a, look, the hot air balloon motif. It kind of looks like the hot air balloon basket. They're bringing with the first scene. They're, they're tying it all together. But they're not. I give up. I give up. Kick. <laughs> right. It wasn't a basket, was it? It was like a chest. What? I don't even know where they are. Well, no, they're in the castle. This is Z- they Zenda. Must have, they have these. Yeah, so they have these mezzanines, and to bring things up above the mezzanines, they have these baskets on pulleys that you can bring it up. Like the video game Kuyen, when you're a pig on a basket and you're trying to avoid arrows from the wolves. Just like that. Just like that. Now, as you know, the XX prince changed sides, so he let down the drawbridge so the king's guard could get in. Right. It is After really accurate right now. 
Dude, it's literally a cliffhanger, right? Because he's <laughs> he's on a cliff. On the yeah. Five minutes left. Oh, Carl, please be mine. We're gonna, gonna wrap up. Fritz is saving him. Oh no, it's not. No, it's not. It's uh, it's it's Sid again. Oh right, Sidney Furmanier. Oh wow, look at that. They look like they're in the same shot. Yeah, oh, that wow. was probably not split screen, right? That was probably just well done, look alike kind of guy. Well, this this stuff when they're pushing, but no, that one they did some kind of movie magic on it because they were both of them on the screen. Yeah, and here's more of that. it. So now it has to... they got to jump to get away into the moat. What? Oh, right into the moat. And I bet you neither of them motive. was Peter Sellers. Oh, did you hear about that poor castle guard? He got demoted. Demote, demoted. Very nice, Michael. All right. I'll now that they're the, saying, see, he's dead. He's dead. I am the king. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, but one's going to pop out and they go, there's a king. That's and then the other right. one's going to pop up. They go, what? Two kings? I am Nostradamus. <laughs> it's the... The surprise, you know, after the contest is played, there's always one more contest. That's what this was. Here we are in London again. And yeah. our king is back at the roulette table. And they're like, oh, Rudolph. And he goes, my name's not Rudolph. I'm Sydney. They've switched. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, he's probably going to still bet on the same. So he has now, oh, there's my favorite guy. It is yeah, him! the count. He's... But he always gets humiliated. <laughs> what eyebrow immediately arches. Now, you don't get to see it. You hate that. Yeah. He saw the guard laugh at it. Now, oh. Sydney has become the king, and he gets to marry his true love. Oh, isn't that nice? You are, you are now king and married to the girlfriend. Now drive me home, bitch. Go driver. Yeah, like I'll drive. Don't forget, don't forget your class. <laughs> right? They must be classes bastards. Like you, you can still drive. You're a driver after all. Yeah, there he is. Look how cute. Yup, he's driving his own carriage. Some king, upper crust. Oh, and then the movie paused. And then we get the, the Saturday Evening Post font. Saturday Evening Post font. Uh, letting us know that it's well, really wow, not 1980 they, yet. <laughs> yeah, right. Like like many films that came out in 1979 and 80. We're not there yet. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we had just watched The Prisoner of Zenda. Uh, the third last movie from Peter Sellers. Carl, what did you think of The Prisoner of Zelda? I enjoyed it. It was not his best film at all whatsoever, but I still enjoyed it. Right. I think it's a good kid's film, right? And there's a little raunch for the parents. And, uh, uh, yeah, I don't fine. know about a kid's really film. Was... There was a lot of sex in it. 
but nothing like all right okay yeah we're good well, parents. yeah you're right it was flirtatious uh innuendos yeah. but uh well it's that the comedy timing the comedy beat where harpo chases the woman around the room you know <laughs> what i mean like it's that kind of you know, he's yeah. old randy and he's he's macking on married women but for the most part it wasn't bad yeah yeah that's all right it was pretty boring there was no fiendish plot of Fu Manchu, I guess. Is that oh, how it was? Yeah. Dr. Fu Manchu? Well, if you listen to it with good. the audio, uh, the guys, it, Peter Sellers does a great acting job. I love his lisp. I loved him doing Cockney. Yeah. I loved him as the, uh, and, and of course, we had my favorite actor there. This film was enjoyable, yeah. I thought. Yeah, it was pretty good. And it's on YouTube, and it's on a lot of channels, to be honest with you. So it's not hard to find, but we right. like the version from Universal Galaxy Pictures, which I now subscribe to. Well, folks, Perfect. I hope you enjoyed the movie. We are Let's Watch a Full-Life Movie on YouTube. We're filmed on location in Austria and approved by number 25540. We're going to be back next Sunday. You can listen to us on Mutiny Radio at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, thanks to our great station manager, Bam Penjamin. And uh, Love next Bam. week, Carl. We love them. Do you, um, would you like to pick the movie for next week, or do you want to do it in two weeks? Uh, no, I'll do it in two weeks, because I really got to pick a clunker for you, and you got to watch it like four okay. times, dude. Yeah, I'll watch it. For, I swear, I will. I promise our audience, I will watch the movie four times and have notes. Uh, but for you, my friend, our next movie is one of the Frankie Avalon and that's one of cello movies, and Your it's choice. on YouTube. Although I think it's on that channel that plays too many ads. But we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll iron out the details. Of course, it's not Beach Blanket Babylon. It's not Dr. Goldfoot in the uh, bikini, bikini machine. No, we're going to change course. We're not at the beach. It's Sea Party from 1966. And uh, Carl, can you play? Can you do the trailer for me? Yes. Okay. So audience, just put in trailer Ski Party. And Mike said 66, but that would mean I was born. I wasn't born. It's Ski Party 1965 okay. trailer from the channel Night of the Trailers. So find that and slide oh, back wow. to 000. Okay, sounds good. I thought you were going to just reenact it, but I'm, I'm excited uh, to actually I don't, do it. When I reenacted 0 to 60, I had seen the movie, so I could do it. For this one, <laughs> I, you know. Right. Well, you, you're the guy at the improv uh, team who's like, what? A dentist? No, I, I, I don't know what a dentist does. You know, I'm not really a dentist. I wouldn't know. You have to Where? Wisconsin? To I've never been. Yeah. All right. So uh, give us the countdown and, and uh, play us the audio. Okay. Ski Party 1965 trailer. Night of the Trailers is the channel. In three, two, one, go. Yeah, what do surfers and sunners do? Sunners. When it snows. Have a ski party. <laughs> ski party. This is gonna yeah. suck. Whoops. Join Frankie. Oh, that Paul. As girls. What? As girls? Oh, and that's not in this one. So it's gonna be a musical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And 60s dancing and old ladies looking hip. 
Oh no, they're pretending to be women. When girls get together, move over, Jack Lemon. Right. Fuck you, Tony Curtis. Wayne Hickman and Frankie Avalon are cross-dressing ski partiers. Wow, that's a big joke. <laughs> Let's all go skiing. The tops. Yeah. Today's Nottest Talents. Leslie Gore. Sunshine and lollipop. Wow, James Brown? Nice hair. Look at that. Yeah. Just like one guy bored. No, he's sick. A ski instructor, it's a pleasure to learn from. And then you say it stays completely dark for eight months of the year in Stockholm? Yeah, this is that's a hell of a fire yeah that's one of those weird fire, middle of the room fireplaces every he there's a she send you soaring whoa ski party a long ass trailer. Where's James Brown on the skis? Very nice. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is what we'll be watching next week, and we hope you could join us. Carl, it's been a pleasure. I agree. And it was a pleasure to watch that film yeah. with you. And thank you for pretending that yeah. you enjoyed it. Oh, I did that for at least the first 48 hour, uh, minutes of this movie. So at least I could do. For the Wonderful. First. No, it was good. It was, it was great, and I don't have to watch it again. Uh, audience, thank you so much. We would love to see you back next week. Uh, I want to mention you have a, a open mic on Zoom on Tuesdays, but that's like saying you have a podcast. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're done. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> you're a comic with a Zoom show and a podcast? What the? Ooh, you're you're nobody. Living a dream. <laughs> <laughs> you are nobody. Living a nightmare. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> Uh, let's just let's just watch ski party right now. Let's keep them show. No, yeah, let's done. keep going. Right, that's what it is. Let's keep going. Yeah. Next time. Let's watch full length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Hi. Let's watch. This is Carl. Movie. I'm Mike's friend. On YouTube. I wrote this song. Are sad sheets. I like to pee outdoors. You should follow me on Twitter. Let's watch. It's jokes to car. Not duh like duh. Oh, that's funny. It's duh like French. So it's jokes de Carl. Follow me now. With Michael Spiegelman. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship 
as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it, and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. 
Com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Global lava markets do continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor.
acid and fapping. What is flat black plastic? What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat black plastic. Vinyl. Records. Round. Played. Mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist. Music DJ. Vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. This is Tusha Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, Regression and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor.
is the show unityradio.fm all these records from the thrift store this week community thrift 17th Valencia out of the closet 9th Folsom check them out they got records that sound a little bit like this
picket signs Don't punish me with brutality Talk to me so you can see
Daddy's gone, my brother's out hunting in the 
Just a Shelter me from the powder in the finger Cover me in the thought that pulled the trigger Just think of me as one you never figured
right, friends, you have seen the heavy groups. Now you will see Morning Maniac music. Believe me, yeah. It's a new dawn. Yeah, the regular guys. And Nikki Hopkins. 